All right, guys, come here. Mm-hmm. Get a little closer. This is sort of sensitive. I thought we were popping my back pimple today. You guys well, now, told me you were going to do it. Now we're cheek to cheek. This might be too close. I like okay, it. Okay, this happens quite a bit. All right. Dan, yeah, turn just, back around. I don't want to look at that pimple. Dan, I'm do one of these. It's been yeah. a week. All right, hold on. Listen, this is tough for me to admit, all right? I realize that I don't pitch in for pizza as it's, often as I should. It's mm-hmm. cool. Okay? So I Nobody has a problem with that. So I brought in some, I hope, bagel, some bagel bites. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Why didn't you just bring in the money when we could have bought pizza for lunch, dude? Because I only had enough for these nine bagel bites. So I've already had five. Nine? I was about to say. Did it burn the roof of your mouth? The Yes. How much I did you tell. pay for so these? I, that's, so you might go five. That's not fair. Why didn't you just have three? But I didn't count that one because it burnt my mouth. They even make these anymore? I just I came across these. You could have bought two slices of pizza with this money. Yeah. Do you want the bagel bites or not? Well, I'm going to eat the bagel bites. Of course I'm okay. going to eat the bagel bites. So then we're even. I wish you hadn't had a majority of them before you walked in. I'm, out. I'm done. I'm out. We're even. Fine. They're so hot. Hear anymore. They're still so hot. They're burning my mouth. You better pay for waters. Guys. What the fuck? Shit. Oh, my God. What the fuck? There is a God. What happened to us? Look who comes crawling back. Yeah. Jesus. We need a place to hide. Can we just lay low in here for a minute? I think you got some explaining to do. Yeah, I hope you've got a couple RPGs with you that you're returning. (laughs) Where's those Glocks? All the guns, all the RPGs, they're gone. Nick and I, we're good for them. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll pay you back, but... Oh, Jesus Christ, you'll never believe Don't what happened. Don't pay us back in bagel bites. Cron and Dan may not accept it. <laughs> oh. Hey, and also, don't worry, guys. I would have sold the guns, too. Yeah, that's true. Okay. <clears throat> no. What, what, what is wrong, okay? Oh, hey, what? guys, the bathroom so, needs to be cleaned, by the way. Okay. Um, when uh, <clears throat> Nick was on his gun rampage, <clears throat> I went out there to try to stop him, and then we got arrested <clears throat> by the cops. Oh, shit. But then while we were being detained, these federal agents broke in and said that they could make all the charges go away. But we had to, like, enroll in this program where we had to take drugs to get, like, super smart. Are you wearing a fucking wire? No. Take your shirt off. Take your shirts off. Better take your shirts off. off. Take your shirt back down. Put your shirt back. See? Totally. I'm just totally nude. No wires. Okay? Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, Good. Jesus. Good. I like this. (sighs) Nice. Should hey I, guys, can I put it uh, back away? I'm I'm gonna get nude too, just to make these guys comfortable. Yeah, yeah me too. Okay. Hey, I got a back pimple. It's it looks like Dan, a horn. You, I'm I sorry. I think you should Donald duck it and keep that mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah, on. keep that shirt on, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, you that, want me to tuck? Yeah. You want me to the tuck is, it? No, just just I'll tuck it. Shirt tuck only. It. Shirt only. All right. This story sounds ridiculous, Brantley. You realize that, right? No, I swear it's like tale as old as time. Nick, I'll prove it. Awfully, Dan, quiet. your shirt's coming off. Holy shit. God, yeah. is, and there it goes. It's huge. <laughs> they gave you. us these super yeah. drugs. I got the placebo, actually, so I'm not any smarter, but Nick gained, like, telekinesis, and then they were training us in, like, virtual reality and shit, but then they wanted to use Nick as a weapon, and so we've just been, like, on the run from the feds. And, and so we always it, wind up here. 
Yeah, I was going to say, with your big brain, you came back here. Hey, of course. Mm -hmm. I I hope for you two, you guys realize this is hitting rock bottom for you, okay? Kron. You coming back to the store like this? Hey, he he can do the books, dude. Remember, they told us to do the books last week. We didn't do it. He can that's, do the. He's got the big brain. It's okay. Mm-hmm. They just. I'll do the books. All right. We'll this get. Is not rock bottom. There are bagel bites here. Okay, that's true. We'll pump we just them came full of vindication. Vindication. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. So what you're really saying is, you have telekinetic powers. You could pop this pimple yourself. I could with my mind. Yes. That way, you guys don't have to touch it. No, but I mean, like, I could with my mind. Oh. But we have four other very capable gentlemen here. Guys, I think I think the best thing to do, we'll get the books out. Stream we'll it. get the cleaning materials out. I think we pop in a movie and just kind of see where this thing goes. Yeah, as, yeah, long, as long as we can chill here. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can lay low here for somewhere between, I don't know, 90 and 93 minutes because this week we're watching Prey as a two-day rental on the five-day rentals podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. I'm Cron Howard. I'm going to be leading this one, joined as always by uh, a couple guys who have been rendered in beautiful CGI. It's Bones and Laundry Day, and say hello. Howdy, y'all. Hey, man. I was done by Weta, so it's like you can't get any better hey uh james cameron did me sexually oh okay interesting painted me blue all the time it got super weird i think that's why he got like his fifth divorce right because you well he told me hamilton found out about you gosh she kicked my ass (laughs) seen the guns on that lady uh we're also joined once again (laughs) By the two, the two best friends any podcast could ever have. Oh. It's Brantley and Nick from the Horror Drafts podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing hey, great. Glad man. to be here. Yeah, Never better. So happy to be here. I'm rendered in MS Paint, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're looking beautiful, though. It's a uh, oh, thanks. Uh, stock Not- cyan that I see you with, yeah. and you're looking real good. Nice. I think somebody took the. Uh, eraser across your mm. face a little bit though it looks a little yeah jaggedy white it is yeah having uh, a rough one today brantley nick i realized uh when we had you here for a, a run of three movies in a row we hardly gave you time to promote your own podcast so <laughs> if you would like to do that now please tell our listeners a little bit about horror drafts or uh the research work on gorley and rust Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, we we do a podcast in which uh, we invite a guest on uh, every week and they pick a topic in the world of horror. And then uh, it's real simple. We just draft that topic. Uh, We just did an episode on Frankenstein adaptations with the wonderful Lawrence C. Connolly, uh, who uh, is way more knowledgeable uh, than either of us. And that's actually kind of one of the fun things about the podcast is we get people who are really into their topic and uh, it just is they really get to be showcased to uh, show how smart they are, especially in comparison uh, to Nick and I. Well, at least in comparison to I, Nick, I think, comes off really smart on the podcast. I come off pretty dumb, so. Oh, uh, no, but it's I'm fun. I'm dumber every episode. I, that's how I feel every episode. Which is our tagline. Horror draft, yes. dumber every episode. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun, epi- it's a fun podcast where we just, you know, dick around and show off a guest who's really smart. I will say, uh, the three of us talked about the Frankenstein episode and we all agreed that, um, you know, the further you get into really knowledgeable guests, uh, makes us seem even dumber in comparison. <laughs> so we're, we're sorry for what we did on your show. Oh no no yeah just imagine hosting this show where you get all these like really smart people on and yeah every episode we we do feel dumber like our tagline uh, but it's a lot of fun and uh, we hope people uh, check it out and and enjoy it and uh, I, I am also the researcher for the with Gorley and Russ podcast as you mentioned and uh, that's really um, fun and exciting getting to dig in and do a bunch of research on uh, all the movies that they do. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I will say, I mean, so Brantley, you and I kind of met via the trusty discord. Yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of how we started. Um, there is a thread specific to your episode research. Mm-hmm. Anytime I get a notification that there's something in there and it's not from you, <laughs> I get very territorial like, this is Brantley's thread. Everybody else needs to shut up. And God forbid anybody drops anything for a movie maybe two weeks ahead or even a week oh, ahead. Yeah. I'm like, nah, Brantley has not dumped this episode yet. So, yeah, yeah. Take that well, as that's... a warning, everybody else. <laughs> Step that's back. That's kind of you. That's kind of you. I guess I'm not as territorial about that channel as, <laughs> as you are. Although it is, uh, it is interesting when people post stuff in there, and and uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that was, you know, or it's, I'm just, or I think to myself, I don't really necessarily comment, but I'm like, oh yeah, that was in my notes, but it just doesn't get like mentioned in the episode because yeah. it's like all I can do is send them the info, whether it gets mentioned or not, you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, it is that is kind of funny i'm just like hey man i included it i swear (laughs) they just didn't talk about it (laughs) but yeah those guys are great um and uh it's it's fun trying to get all that work done uh to research (laughs) while doing like the 17 podcasts you guys have us come on and and do with you and our own so Mm -hmm. yeah we're just filling up the week for you, man. I mean, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> and none of us have jobs or anything. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. A problem shared is a problem halved. There right? you go. Mm-hmm. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, I like to think of myself as coming in to just polish off that last 1% of anything I'm involved in. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you were that person in the group project? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll put my name on the top and <laughs> I'll proofread, so don't worry. I didn't do any of the research, guys, but I brought beers. 
yeah, I showed up uh, drunk at two in the afternoon, so <laughs> let's get this project going. <laughs> All right, guys, we're not here to, uh, I don't know. We're here to talk about Prey. That's what we're here to do. Uh, this is Prey. It's from 2022, directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Now, I don't know about you guys, but just considering the name, I was surprised to see uh, not much religious content in this movie. It's more you, of like a done? it's more like done? a predator thing. <laughs> Jesus. I thought that was funny, Crone. <laughs> Thank you. It went over my head. I'm not going to lie. I was. Re- I thought you were referring to Dan Trachtenberg. I, and I was Nick, like, I thought the same thing. I kind of. Okay, good. All right. I thought he was going to say like he's not related to Michelle Trachtenberg. <laughs> yeah, or it's something. Like, so no, it's a whole. It's a whole uh, play on prey, if you will. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like. I got you now. Which, speaking of uh, Dan, Tra- I follow Dan Trachtenberg on Twitter, and he did say recently, uh, "I'm not related to Michelle." <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and he also said his name is pronounced Trackenberg with without the T in it. Actually, which I had no idea. Oh shit! Well, that's just stupid. Uh, we're starting them. We're starting the record over. <laughs> Gotta redo it. Uh, this is a new entry in the Predator series. Good thing I'm hosting because, guys, I was thinking about this when we took our break right before recording. I'm 100% confident I have only seen Predator and this movie. Uh, have have not watched part two, Predators, Predator versus Alien, none of it. Uh, where, where are you guys landing? I've I will... seen them. I've seen them all, but the Alien versus Predator Requiem. Oh, yeah, right. That's the second one. Yeah. I had seen Predator... Maybe I'd seen parts of Predator. I'd never finished it, so I watched it for this podcast before Prey, and I tried watching Predator Two and fell asleep about an hour into it, and uh, and then gave up on on trying to finish it. Um, and mm. I've seen Predators, which I enjoyed, and I did not see the Predator. I saw the first Paul Anderson AVP, and not the second. Um, actually, my introduction to this franchise with was AVP, which was a shame really turned me off of the predator movies for a while yeah yeah uh i'm fairly certain i've seen them all uh it's just been a while for predator 2 and like the avp ones but i did like predators quite a bit i thought that was pretty decent the predator man um so i'm a fan of the franchise was predator a movie that Predator was like a life-changing movie I seen as a child. Like, holy fuck. Like, Terminator 2 and shit. It was like one of those, like, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. And it was one that my pops was like, yeah, you can watch that one. Because it's badass, you know. (laughs) I was thinking earlier today that, like, I would imagine people who have seen, I think everyone I've ever spoken to, who holds the predator deer had seen it when they were growing up. Mm. Not that I didn't like it. I loved it, but I feel like it's one of those movies that like, if you're close to it, it's because you've been close to it since you were little. Um, because, and cause I keep seeing prey being compared to predator as like the best in the series since the first one. Um, which I agree is like 
probably inarguable. Um, but I might have liked it better than the first one. And maybe that's because oh, I didn't shit. see the first one until this week. I can see that. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. It's we'll see. Bold, bold, right out the gate, Nick. Mm-hmm. This is, well, I love that. I love the first on one. Pod? I just, well, now you know where I stand on Prey. I mean, I really did I like the first one. But. <laughs> That's I, great. I love it. I love Predator. I think, I think it was my number three selection when we were on horror drafts. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I consider it a horror movie. I think the other two, they consider it an action first. But mm. action uh, sci-fi, sci-fi. I, mean, Plen- I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of call it a slasher. But plenty of descriptors know. before you get to horror. But whatever. Let's. <laughs> it's uh, a genre-bending classic. There is you what go. It sounds like to me. Thank you, Brantley. For where is it going in the video store? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a what how, are you walking down to get it? Oh, it's uh, I go into the classic sci-fi horror action section, <laughs> which is for very specific <laughs> films that meet all those criteria. Mm-hmm. That is an excellent question. Okay, in in the eighties, I think I probably would put it in action because you're trying to sell Arnie for sure. Now I think it just goes in it goes in that classic premium section. I don't know if the last time you went to like a family video, they had like the one dollar classic section and then the fifty cent classic so this would be in the one dollar like full price classics mm-hmm. next to citizen kane and casablanca <laughs> yeah yes uh, yes mm-hmm. uh it's a five-star movie i watched it again this week when i should have watched prey again i ended up watching predator and then i made it about an hour 10 into predator 2 did you at least get to the train scene nick yeah it was right past that scene and honestly okay. I was watching that scene thinking, like, I feel like we just watched this with Evo Destruction. Like, this is the same movie. All we need is Danny Glover being like, you didn't give him an off switch? Um, (laughs) Didn't happen, but um, it felt familiar. Yeah. I would say Predator 2 would be action for sure. Yes. I mean, just from the opening scene alone, you're just like, okay, I know exactly where this stands. And I know Mm. I'm I'm riding that line. Like, I'm not going to argue too much uh but i mean predator is just like uh a master class in in intention and cinematography as far as i'm concerned and it just so happens that they're shooting one of the best looking human beings to ever walk the earth jesse ventura Um, yeah well i I mean honestly though like which one are you talking about because they're Jesse Ventura, Carl Weathers, uh, Schwarzenegger, like there are Bill Duke. Yeah, like everybody in the movie looks pretty cool. It's who you imagine. Okay, you know when they do like those like uh, little psychology tests, and they'll be like, "You go to see your doctor," and you're like, "And what do they say?" And if you say like he says, Paul, it's like, "Oh, you're sexist." You just assume like I could have been talking about Carl Weathers. In terms of ripped, man, Carl gives fucking Arnie a run for his money in Predator. You get that money shot of him breathing from the diaphragm and those abs are coming out. (sighs) Damn. I mean, when they when they do that close up, when they, uh, you know, they do that, that high five, uh, you son of a bitch. Like, 
uh, they look about the same in terms of like muscle definition. Mm-hmm. So, hell yeah. Um, and then I also I didn't butt in earlier, but the only one of the franchise that I haven't seen is The Predator, because a lot of people mm-hmm. that I trust basically said like it's not worth it what it kind of does because I was so burned out after Requiem. It's almost that's an impossible movie to watch. It's so dark. But mm-hmm. I think AVP is actually pretty watchable and fun. Um, but Predators, for the longest time, was my second favorite. I thought that story was what they did with that. I think what you what they did with Predator 2 saying, all right, let's do urban jungle. Let's keep the same formula of you have this sort of action movie and then drop a Predator in was incredible. And so then Predator's flipping it of bringing them to that world. Um, I'm an Adrian Brody apologist. I think he's really good. And I thought the character of that is really good. The only thing that really falls apart is the Topher Grace serial killer shit. Um, I forgot about that. But there's there's a samurai standoff that is one of the best looking things. At, I think it was what, 2010? Yeah. 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 That around that time, I remember being blown away by an incredible opening. And then, uh, I mean, your price right. of admission is worth fucking Adrian Brody saying, I want to know who threw me out of a fucking airplane. Like, that is such an incredible, motivating line. Yeah, that movie kicks from the start, man. Like, you just start, you're falling from the fucking airplane with him. So, yeah. And then it just goes from there. I rewatched guys- it. Do you guys know what the alternate ending is to Predator? I was just about to ask you okay. if you were aware. Yeah, I, well, I saw the Steve Scarlatta uh, post about it on Twitter. So, uh, which actually had the script where, like, reading out how it would have read on the page and everything. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, at the very end of it, what was supposed to happen was they they come aboard the the Predator ship. And this, like, one predator that looks different than the rest is in different armor, comes towards them, and then takes off the helmet, and it's Dutch. So it'd be Arnold Schwarzenegger cameoing at the end, and he's become, like, the leader of these predators, because he's such a skilled hunter and everything. Oh, what, dude? Turn it off, man. Movie's fucking confusing, dude. (laughs) Where's his daughter at? That was the good guy from number one. (laughs) Oh, don't think for a second that when it was over... And my wife was like, that's how it ends? He's just like on the helicopter? I was like, yeah, it's incredible. It's a perfect ending. It's a perfect movie. (laughs) And I got up to get another Diet Dr. Pepper. And I was like, and then by the way, he was supposed to show up in Predators at the end. And her her eyes just fucking glaze over. She's like, and by the way, I want a divorce. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was going to think, and that's why she turned to you and was like, and that's why I married you. You give me all this excellent information about movies that... She's such a Stuff champ, man. She just, Did you rip your shirt so off sweet. and like fucking pose? Like, uh, oh. yeah, give her the Arnie pose down. Yeah. Oh, don't think I didn't get up from my very comfortable position and start doing the bow flex mm. that he does when he's making the bow. Yeah. Oh, nice. she's nice. she's a good sport. Honestly, uh, my wife made me go see the new Elvis movie, which is it. Nice. I don't know. It's three hours. It felt like five to me. Uh, <laughs> But we got home and I said, hey, let's watch uh, Bubba Hotep. She made it 11 minutes in before she said, I do not want to watch this movie. This is oh, my Elvis. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the alternative. <laughs> Did you really think that was going to pan out? It's an Elvis movie. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's a double feature, dude. Isn't in like the first three minutes, he's like, I got like a scab on my dickhead or something. Yeah, he's like, I got a big <laughs> pussy lump on the tip of my cock, basically. <laughs> what a low key brag about saying it's a big scab. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know that you know what they say, the bigger the scab. Yeah. Yeah, finish it, bro. We're waiting. Uh the bigger the dick that has to support that scab. <laughs> pretty, pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. A famous expression that's never been yeah. wordsmithed. Yeah. Classic line. I say it I got, every day. I got that t shirt. <laughs> Nick, can I ask you a question? You about... can ask me any question. Okay. Anytime. Um uh when you watched Predator this week, did you have the, oh, that's where that's from? That's where that's from? Like, did you have any of those sort of, like, pop culture connectors, you know, that, like, fired in your brain? Yes and no, yes. Like, the the obviously the hand lock. Like, I know that meme. I've seen that mm-hmm. meme. And <clears throat> um, I didn't remember that that specifically was from Predator. Um, mm. But the line that goes with it, like, you son of a bitch. Somehow I remember that was from Predator. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So there, it was, yeah. Most of the iconic things from Predator I've either seen or remembered. Um, so, yeah, I know not much. The arm thing was kind of, was a, was, it was nice to see that. Yeah. Because I see that all the time and it's been a long time since I saw the opening of Predator. And yeah, that was fun to see again. Well, and I think kind of repeated in Prey, but uh, don't they have that line like, if it bleeds, we can kill it? That's yeah. like a real, you know, yeah. I don't know if that occurs in the other Predator. Like I said, I've not seen them, but I don't know if that's a running motif in the series. Mm, I don't remember I, it in any other movie. I don't think so. So nobody here has seen the Predator? No, I saw it. You did? Okay. It was, yeah. <laughs> Not great. I remember being excited for it because it was Shane Black, yeah. and I right, thought, oh, yeah. right, what a great connector, but... Oh, weird. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What was it with... I I guess... No, we, we won't spoil it, Brantley, for you, in case you guys want to check it out. I have a mm-hmm. cup, a glass from The Predator. That's when mo- that was like one of the last movie pass movies I went and watched. And I went like Thursday night at like nine o'clock and there's a dude just holding a box and he's like, you want a glass? And I was like, sure. Well, and he was at the gas station outside the theater, right? Like he wasn't (laughs) even in the theater. He wasn't even connected to the. (laughs) What a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And every it's once in a, a while, a sippy cup with a predator sticker on it. it was weird. <laughs> well, every once in a while, I'll look over and like my wife's drinking like water from it, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll, send uh, you, "I'll send you guys a pic." <laughs> well, <laughs> real quick, can I ask, like, how did everyone actually watch this movie? Because I like I watched it in English, not knowing the whole kind of like Comanche backstory, like. Obviously, I got that from the film as I watched it, but I did not know at the time when I viewed it that there was a whole, you know, Prey version with Comanche. And it's, to me, it's kind of weird because I always try to advocate, like, 
I want to watch the movie in the language it was recorded in, but this was recorded in English, but they, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, uh, Dan, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Trackenberg? <laughs> uh, yeah, Trackenberg. Trackenberg wanted this to be in Comanche originally. So, um, I, read, I did. Well, the Wikipedia oh. article actually says it was shot both ways, which is weird which, that they would release I, it yeah. on Hulu hmm. dubbed. Yeah. I, I'm dubious of that because why would they be dubbing it exactly. after the fact over the English dialogue if if that was the case? I mean, it's sorry seemed, to cut you off. Uh, oh, you're good. Yeah. It, it seemed like they just shot in English and they really wanted to include the Comanche language and did it did so in the dub aspect after the fact in post. I mean, it would have been great if they could shoot scenes in English and then reshoot them in Comanche so that they had it. But I have to imagine that like just the economics of filmmaking, yeah. you know, time is money. They just needed to record in English and didn't have the ability to do both. Because if that's the case, Nick, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they just have those instead of the dub? Oh, the I end? totally agree. I mean, I can see with a movie like this, um, there's not a whole lot of dialogue. And when they are speaking... You know, it's not like they had. It's not like they'd have to like double up effect shots or anything. You know, you just get the lines being spoken a couple times, and if there is dialogue being spoken during an action scene, you just ADR it or something in both languages. So like, yeah, I, yeah. I could see them. I could see them doing it, but if they had, the answer is why isn't that the one that's on Hulu? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, as, yeah, as the alternate, like why? And I did try. I watched it in English, and then um, tried watching the dub. And it, it just became a matter of, like, what is ultimately more distracting? Is it more distracting yep. to see these people speaking in English when they shouldn't be? Or is it more distracting to see out-of-sync dialogue? And the answer for me was clearly just it's more distracting to see out-of-sync dialogue. Yeah, mm. I completely agree. Because, like I said, I watched this in English. I did probably watch about 30 minutes of it as, like, the Comanche dub. But it turned into a thing for me where it's, like, I do feel like the dub is distracting because the mouth movement doesn't match. But at the same time, like if you watch it in English, there's a part that you get to in the movie where there are people that are speaking uh, like French, I believe. And then there's one guy who so it's like they will talk in actual French, which is subtitled. Right. And then there's one guy that is like, hey, I know how to speak Comanche. I'm speaking it right now. And this is what it sounds like when people speak that language. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, now we're just using English and calling it another thing. It's like there's no real, like, there's no uh, best way to watch the movie, you know, which is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, for me, the most distracting thing was, I think, that some of the dialogue was written, like, I think the way people would speak like today and not in 1719 or whenever the movie was supposed to take place like that, that bothered me more than seeing them speak English because movies have been doing that for, you know, a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> Having actors that shouldn't be speaking a certain language speak that language. So. Yeah. I guess just to, just to like call it out though, like you have a French speaking person uh, and then they present speaking English as this is the Comanche language. It's like, well, that step is kind of weird. Like that kind of takes me out of the movie now, you know? So mm. yeah, that's bizarre. And apparently these were, uh, Quebec actors. And so it's like a Quebecian dial. I don't know if that's right. Quebecian, but like a Quebec, um, dialect of French. So even to some native French speakers, it sounds like they're kind of speaking in, in gibberish, um, mm. when they were watching the film. Um, which is interesting. But to answer your question, Kron, 
Uh, I, uh, knowing the five-day Reynolds method of watching a film twice and taking notes on the second time, I was like, well, I'm going to watch the Comanche dub the first time because I'm going to have to pay attention and read the subtitles anyway to understand what they're saying. Um, So I might as well do that part first and then on the second viewing, watch it in English and take notes uh, at that time. So that's what I did. The dub first, then an English viewing, and then I watched it a third time because I wanted to. Hell yeah. yeah. Nice. Not to tip my hand. All Comanche, bro. All Comanche. Nice. I didn't like how Hulu did it, though. You have mm-hmm. to come like over. Extras. Well, yeah. even yeah. when, because I stopped at one point and I came back to it and I clicked on Prey and it didn't have my resume, I had to go over to Comanche again, and that's where it, my resume was. And I was like, mm-hmm. what kind of shit is that? Yeah, it would have so been I, cool, like, back in the day on a DVD, it would ask you, do you want to watch in widescreen or full screen? Yeah. If when you selected yeah. it, it had that option. I watched yeah. it with my wife. Like, that was like our Sunday night movie thing. So, just as to make it as simple as possible or as easy for her as possible, especially since she was being a good sport. I just, I thought, let me just stick to the English because I knew Kron, you had warned us and said you were going to watch in the Comanche. Mm -hmm. It was not jarring for me. Once I connected it and in my mind, it was like, all right, I'm imagining that they're speaking Comanche, but that I can understand it. So I'm in their point of view. So when the French people started talking, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then when the guy came over, I was like, all right, you have to do it this way. Like, you have to, you kind of have to commit to that. It reminded me a lot of, to bring it back to McTiernan, um, Hunt for Red October. Mm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, like, the language switch that happens in Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Um, The word Armageddon is the same word in Russian and in English. So, in the beginning of the movie, they're speaking Russian. They say Armageddon, and then they switch to English. So you, the viewer, you're like, they are all speaking Russian, but now I can understand them without the use of subtitle. That's do they do a, do they do like a camera move there where they're like focused on like an object or something or whatever? And then they like kind of pull back after that. I or think so. I There's like kind of like a wipe that kind of subtly helps you yeah, get into that. So it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The visual language of the film's kind of pushing you in that direction too. There's very few better than all. Wire tapping McTiernan. Yep. <laughs> Xcon McTiernan. Yeah. The almost director of Jason Goes to Hell. Oh gosh, I did not know that. Next really? week, everybody. Next Post week. Die Hard. What could have been? He almost. Wow. He passed. Did last action hero. Well, hang on. So how close was he to becoming director? Or did they just offer it to him? He was like, I don't, are I you fucking see. kidding me? <laughs> I didn't it, see that it much It could have detail. easily been that scenario. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> close as in it was a, a message left on an answering machine. Right. Okay. Because hey. almost director makes me think he was like real close in the running and it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. As far he was as really we, gunning for it. As far as we know, though, that is equally as plausible. Like he could have been begging <laughs> to direct. <laughs> Could have been the worst. Like, ah, fuck! I should have, I should have did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I mean, who knows? Maybe the like notes he had about Jason goes to hell were part of the discovery process for his uh, arrest or something. So maybe it's like available in a court transcript somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess in that timeline, maybe if he does Jason goes to hell, he doesn't do all of these things to go to jail. But I love Last Action Hero and I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. So I need I need him yeah. to maintain on that. Guys, keep it nice quiet. You're getting Karan Howard hard as a rock right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good thing this camera's not tilted down a little further. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, is there anything else that we should cover? I mean, I thought, like, I thought the score was pretty good on this movie. Um, yeah. I really, like, it kind of kicks in pretty early into the movie, and I think it does a lot to kind of to like build you up through the first, you know, 20 ish minutes to kind of get you into this film. Um, and then I also like, I thought all the acting was pretty good. I mean, there was no one that really, you know, bummed me out or anything. I thought everybody was doing, um, a pretty solid job and I don't know. I, I do wish they had just made this in like Comanche and everybody had just gotten to, you know, go for it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed that I didn't get to see it in a theater because I thought it looked incredible. I think oh, yeah, 100% was, was one of my notes. Being able to, I mean, you really feel the the environment. Um, mm-hmm. the I got great to, yeah, I got to go. Me and my wife a few years ago took a big loop um, up through the the Great Plains and then went to the Black Hills of. Uh, South Dakota and Wyoming and like kind of looped back and it's definitely like very picturesque and this is like even more north than that it feels like so I mm-hmm. would like to go back there again especially like as I was watching this and you know to sort of rip off red letter media like the vistas you know there's one or two shots of her walking on ridge lines with the dog I was just like you just don't see this shit anymore like yeah. everybody's in a volume you know doing it digitally mm-hmm. and i think getting to see it with a crowd too would have been great in the theater you know in that theater environment it would have been really really awesome yeah i mean does the use of like so prevalent cgi kind of bum anybody i thought for the most part it was okay i i kind of would have liked to see a you know I don't know, man in costume predator kind of thing. But I feel like for the most part, that's kind of kept to a CGI environment. I thought it could have made it just a little bit more, uh, you know, like you're in the movie with it. You know, it feels separated in a way to where you've got like a very real female actress and then you have a kind of composite green screen character that she's playing off of for a good chunk of the movie you know that's interesting because i feel like the 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 parts that only that seemed directly cg were when he's like you know invisible it was like the animals like the bear and the elk Mm -hmm. and everything at the beginning that felt more like oh this feels very cg to me yeah uh then then the predator because once he's not camouflaging himself i thought he looked pretty good mm-hmm. i think it was just a face that was cg right i can see what you mean though i, actually I don't think know. yeah i think he was a real body 
And I think yeah, there was, was an actor his... playing him for sure. Yeah, but I, I could yeah, there were a lot of like definitely at least CG enhanced shots of him. Mm-hmm. I was more mm-hmm. bothered. I agree. Like I had read from a you know several people I trust that like uh, it doesn't it looks like a movie that should have debuted on streaming like it doesn't look and I totally disagreed I was like this movie oh, yeah. is gorgeous for a streaming movie like this I would love to see this in a, on a big screen the exception being that I felt like some of the CG was a little bit made for streaming like the bear mm-hmm. um, yeah I think if the bear had been on a big screen and I know they showed it on a big screen when they like premiered and stuff that would have looked pretty bad I felt like it looked pretty bad in my living room but with that exception, I thought it was a gorgeous movie, like really competently and stylishly shot without like drawing too much attention to the style. I mean, I think part of that's just where they, where they show where it takes place is like beautiful, like, you know, you were saying, but yeah, I thought it looked really good. And yeah, the, the only CG that really turned me off was like the bear, but I can totally see it. They, there was a lot with the predator. There is something to be said about a man in a suit. I mean, that, that is a nice thing mm-hmm. about the original predator. Yeah. 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 Uh I was going to ask did any in in your any of your reading was this sort of greenlit and ready to go prior to Disney acquisition of Fox because they said I'm, that it started like they started talking about this during the production of The Predator. So that would have been like 2017-2018. Okay. Hmm. Because when we, when we were talking about like the decision to not shoot totally in Comanche and, and have that. Like, I, I wondered what, like how many suits were, Hey, this is already like, you're already lucky that we're even making this. Mm-hmm. So trim down everything that you can mm. cost wise, but it doesn't feel cheap. The movie does not feel. No, no. Uh, <clears throat> I, I think I saw estimates between 50 and 80 million. So that that's like somewhere in the estimated, ballpark of it fucking chump change to warner brothers apparently well that's what i exactly was just gonna say because they were like oh yeah we canceled batgirl as a 90 million dollar movie but they were like yeah that's a low budget superhero movie that's why it was going to hbo max like it was 90 million it was on the low end side but they were gonna do reshoots and that was gonna push it into theatrical territory but it didn't have the quality for that so they shelve it and like here's a 50 to 80 million dollar movie where they use that in a much more economical way and it looks amazing yeah doesn't feel cheap at all and it's blowing up. Yeah. And I was just thinking, actually, now that going back to the discussion about possibly shooting it both ways, I wonder if they either didn't have the time to re-edit a second cut using all of the Comanche dialogue takes, actually. And so, like, costs within the post-production might have, like, not allowed them to re-edit the, if they did shoot in Comanche, like it says on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, that that might be why they just did a dub at the end because it's just easier to have them come in and ADR lines over their, you know, English language. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, seems like. So I guess it's possible, but it almost seems like the kind of thing though where you would like put this out in English, right? And you just kind of see like, does this thing have legs? And if you're getting, because I I feel like this movie is getting you know somewhat positive response from like fans of the series or just even casual fans of you know movies and it then it's kind of like okay does it warrant us going back into a editing booth and like stitching this together putting it back out yeah. there so it does maybe maybe they'll release a full like comanche edition that is the editions in 
Comanche if if they shot them as it says on Wikipedia mm-hmm. or like if they do a home video release you know that might be something they might put together for it mm-hmm. but who knows I mean if they're just trying to save money they you know they might just do the dub again but that would be really cool if they if they did that uh well guys do you have anything else before we kind of get into plot no, I guess we'll raise the Diablo spoiler alarm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I even think uh, maybe we just take a couple minutes here and then come back and we'll get into a little bit of like a plot specific kind of run through. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Five Day Rentals podcast. Uh, we're talking prey with the horror drafts, guys. Um, we kind of opened up with some general discussion, but I think from here on out, we're going to be getting plot heavy. So if you've not seen this movie um, and you don't want it spoiled, might want to just turn the episode off now. But you probably turn the episode off 20 minutes in anyway, so what's the matter? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I did not take a ton of notes while I was watching this movie, so I am uh, relying mostly on the Wikipedia entry for this movie right now. It's a pretty decent description, though, so uh, I'll kind of go through this, and we can definitely stop wherever we want and discuss, you know, plot points. But uh, without further ado, here's Prey. In 1719... Apparently he's chugging those. That's like number four, I think. Those margaritas, dude. (laughs) Getting faded over there. It's like a Thursday night. Leave him alone, dude. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, Cheers. In 1719 in the Great Plains, Naru, a young Comanche woman trained as a healer, dreams of becoming a great hunter like her brother, Tabi. I think it's Tabi. Amber Mid-Thunder. We've seen her before. Two-time. Two-time on the five-day rental podcast. What else has she been in? Take a guess, Karan. Well, I want to be asking if I knew, Dan. So, (laughs) The Ice Road. (laughs) She's the uh, badass. Yeah, she's Mm -hmm. the badass truck driver. Shit. I, I did not put it together that that was her. Okay. That totally makes sense now that you said that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it does. What was the other one? You said two times. Is it, or is this right. just the second time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I was like, do you all cover Legion? Did you do a TV show I didn't know about? One day when we run out, <laughs> when we run out of terrible movies. After Thunder in Paradise. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we got to do Pacific Blue after Thunder in Paradise. That's right. But. Wait, isn't there a whole movie series called Legion with Walken? Prophecy. That's Prophecy. Prophecy. Oh, oh okay. shit. Yeah. There was a movie called Legion that had Paul Angels. Bettany. Yeah. Yeah, and it was Vampire it, it was Angel. an angel. Yeah. Yeah, who came Never back seen and it. was defending against demons or something. Okay. That came down. It's like a real Constantine like kind of rip off yeah. it looked yeah. like. Yeah. You had that. There was that. Um, All right. So that category would have that movie, <laughs> Stigmata. Uh, oh, fucking Stigmata. There's a Carl hey, Urban one in there, right? Cut down. I'm going to pick that one for that crossover thing. Where he was like a vampire hunter or some shit. 
Or maybe Stigmata was 2000. Well, there's Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. It was Abraham Lincoln Duh. Vampire Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Carl, he was Who was in, in Doom, 10 Cloverfield right? Lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same director. Mm-hmm. It all comes back. Dan calls that a 360. Mm-hmm. It's 360, guys. A perfect 360. Uh, while tracking deer with her dog, Sari... Uh, that's the name of the dog. She witnesses an anomaly in the sky, which she likens to the Thunderbird. Now, actually, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, actually, it's the Predator spacecraft. Mm-hmm. Well, how many, how does this, you guys have obviously seen more of these movies than me. Uh, were these Predators just jumping out all throughout a, like a crash landing on Earth? So Is that crime. how we wound up with... This predator, and then the one in Predator, and then... I'm going to tell you that right now, the one you probably should have watched was Predator 2 for this one. That's why I'm asking, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, for one specific thing. <laughs> yeah, well, so, the date and everything. Yeah. Predator opens up. It's kind of like the thing where you get that ship. So Predator, there's a ship flying through space, and then like a little mm-hmm. thing jumps off of it. And lands on Earth. Mm-hmm. Predator Two opens up with "fuckers already here." Yeah, like he's there's no. It's not like Predator where there's like forty minutes before he starts announcing himself, or they come Shows across up. signs of him. He's just like he's literally in like the first action scene. And so. Predators will give you more of a understanding of their world, the Predators' mm-hmm. world. Yeah, yeah. but. I mean, my question is not what is their world like. It's did did they drop in multiple locations across the Earth, and that's why we have so many iterations of man versus predator. They come to Earth periodically to hunt. Like, it's a part yeah, of their rite of passage. They yeah, they're like great sportsmen. So think of it like people from America, rich dentists who go to Africa to go kill an elephant Jimmy or John. a lion or some shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hump That's what the predators view Earth as. It's a big hunting ground, mm-hmm. and they get to drop down and you know hunt humans, bears, whatever, and take their trophies. And obviously, you know their ships are, you know, they're like self-driving vehicles. So they just like chill out in the space while they get dropped down and are doing their thing. But yeah. they did not. They. It's not like they all came in this at seventeen in seventeen nineteen and the same one that you know. Yeah. As many as ever came to Earth came at seventeen nineteen, and every Predator movie is one of those Predators. Yeah, they keep coming. Well, mm-hmm. well, isn't the whole thing with these movies though that like we humans defeat the Predators? So eventually, wouldn't they be like Earth sucks for this? <laughs> no, that in, well, that entices them more. We defeat them. Yeah, yeah. Is there yes? Because because the, humans are a challenge. Well, or sometimes is, they respect humans. Yeah. Is there mm-hmm. one of these movies where? predators win and like they just whoever kill wins everyone. we lose Crime. i was just gonna say yeah an avp whoever wins we lose yeah. okay <laughs> i mean honestly in every one predator fucks up a ton of humans usually before finally getting defeated usually yeah yeah i so. mean i get it but it's like if i had to fight uh, uh 10 dogs and i beat eight of them and then died like i still died like that's it you know it's just kind of right i still lost the battle but then other dudes would be like 
Kron died after the eight dogs, I can go kill nine or ten. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they're just, you know, it's like feeding into that toxic masculinity of uh, I can I can defeat uh, more than him. All right, Kron, that I, makes sense. I, I that makes think, sense. I think you need to watch two. Okay. Yeah, so let's pause right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Watch Take it. Take a break. You go watch two. Mm-hmm. And we'll come back. And we'll start our back after this. Wow, guys. Two was crazy. That was <laughs> right? wild stuff. The ending, am I right? Uh, that subway scene that you guys were talking about earlier, I totally, yeah. I get that reference now, and it's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Sweet yeah. onion chicken teriyaki. It was wild, huh? Mm-hmm. What'd you think of Bill Paxton? I thought he was great. Yeah. Hmm. And Would I also think he of, the uh, only one who's been in both franchises, Alien and Predator. Uh, he, along with Lance Hendrickson, I think he's the only person to be killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator. Oh, that's right. Holy oh, shit. but that fucking nice. tornado didn't get him. That's true. Well, because he found a, love in the end, buddy. That's a natural element. He can defeat those. <laughs> How did he die? Uh, heart attack, I think. Jeez. Oh, Wait, was Paxton's punk character definitively killed by the T-800 in the first Terminator? Or was he just kind of like God beaten up fuck. to get his clothes? Is he the one who punches through? Or is it his buddy that he punched? He? I don't think I he punches through Paxton. Okay. I don't think so. Maybe, yeah, he just does. Get Maybe I'm misremembering, kicked. though. Okay. Yeah, maybe he kills his buddy to be like, yeah, no, give me your clothes. Because they laugh at him when he first says, I need your your clothes, yeah. basically. I don't, I don't mean to throw a hole in this, you know, theory that he and Lance Hendrickson are the only ones to be killed by all three. And I thought it was just one of them, and then I saw a photo recently. I think it was maybe after Paxson had passed. Or it might have okay. been... Because Hendrickson is in Stone Cold, and I went down a rabbit hole of following him on Twitter because okay. he just like smokes four packs a day and does like pottery yes. now. Of, yeah, nice. his Fuck life yeah. is that awesome. That sounds so, great, dude. Yeah, it I mean, does. Truthfully, really does. When yeah. you get to that age, why stop smoking? I mean, I'm going to start right? at like sixty. Yeah. Why wait? Yeah, that's true. So, Kron, maybe of him. I'm going to make four we... pots a day and then make cigarettes. <laughs> Sell them to us. Oh, yeah, we'll right. smoke your cigarettes. Make me an ashtray. Hey, these, these cigarettes are of the jazz variety. <laughs> You've had Marlboro, but have you had Nick's shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you going to say, Bones? I forgot. It has okay. something to do with like they're not be like maybe maybe they'll have the balls to do one make a movie where Predator just fucking decimates and leaves, and it's just a real downer. I think that'd be cool. Like, let's yeah. see the Predator just wreck a bunch of people <laughs> and make it a prequel. Make it set like I don't know, seventeen thirties or forties, where he just decimates a shit ton of people, and that's why they keep coming back to Earth. Yeah, I want to see him in the Civil War. I want to see him in oh, feudal yeah. Japan. Oh, there you go. I was going to say, make it in the 1920s, and all the guys are just like, just fucking kill me. I can't drink anyway. (laughs) 
Oh, Roman Empire. Roman Empire. Would dropping good. I was thinking there, Middle Ages. Spartans or something. Shit. Yeah. Oh, he goes up against Leonidas in 300. Fuck. <laughs> Copyright. Get Damon Lindelof in on it, and he would tie it in that the Predator brought Black Plague. You know, he would oh, he would go. tie some historical thing to it. Yeah, it came from one of his trophies or some shit. Like a, a rat climbed on his back and like started gnawing at like yeah. the bones of some other like creature, and then was infected. He didn't mm-hmm. clean the skull good enough, and it had. Yeah. It. <laughs> well, who? Yeah, the tech wasn't there yet, like it is in in this movie. Yeah. Well, who did who did uh, well. who did Prometheus? Because that's kind of Scott. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like a very. But Lindelof vague, wrote it, right? That's like a vague, ambiguous opening to a <laughs> alien series. So, <laughs> well, at that point, when I saw Prometheus and I got half hour in, I was like, "Where's the fucking Predator?" Like at this point, mm. I just assume Alien and Predator have to be together. Mm-hmm. It's like us, right? Like anytime you guys have a show without us, I'm like, "What the fuck." <laughs> Yeah, I've seen one Frankenstein movie before. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're back in the plot now. She saw what she believes is a Thunderbird. Uh, it's actually the Predator spacecraft, as Dan mentioned. She takes this as a sign to prove herself. Uh, Tabby agrees to bring her to join the search party for a cougar that attacked one of the tribe's hunters, but only if she can provide medical treatment if they find him alive. So I thought this part was kind of cool because she kind of follows the hunting party, and eventually this one guy turns around, and he's like pretty dangerous to sneak up on a hunting party, and she's like, who's sneaking? Like, no (laughs) Like, you are bad at what you do, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And I like the relationship here between her and, and Tavi, because uh, I think, you know, we get hints of it throughout the movie, but I think he recognizes how intelligent she is and how talented she is as a hunter, but, you know, it's it's certainly out of the norm, it seems like, within their world for, for you know, her to be in a hunting party, but he kind of gives her the opportunity to shine. Yeah. I liked uh, him a lot. Times. Yeah. It would have been very easy to make him unlikable. And mm-hmm. I think it, they probably went, to- they went the harder route to make him likable. And so when he gets it, you know, Dakota beavers is that actor's name. Hell yeah. Nice. I knew someone named Dakota. She was my uh, she was my like performing arts teacher, like theater teacher in uh, high school. She's really great. She was a really awesome teacher. That's a totally side story. <laughs> you're, on, <laughs> Sorry. you're on the right it's show, just, buddy. You don't, you don't hear Dakota as like a first name very often. <laughs> I just worked with one last place I worked with. Oh, nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. That was very my cool. wife's family's dog name is Dakota. Oh. It's a fucking asshole dog. <laughs> oh. It's one of the dogs that I had to fight on my way to Tin. But <laughs> that's the eighth dog that, or that's the yeah, ninth that's, dog that's that that's the one I lost to. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so they would they retrieve uh, the wounded hunter and depart, but Toby stays behind to find the big cat that did this. Uh, finding some unusual tracks and meticulous. Is this where they put together the gurney? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I thought that was fucking cool. I don't know why that was yeah. so like it was shot so well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is also, I mean, it was mentioned earlier, but this is the uh, first time we see the use of the orange flower that allows the uh, blood to run cold, which if I have one major criticism with the movie is uh, seems very convenient that there is a plant that they just happen to use as medicine that cools your blood so much that you don't appear on the predator's heat sensing vision yeah uh it seemed like the most fantastical thing about this movie about an alien hunter who comes to earth yeah. to uh, take out people i'm yes yes who's invisible well and if your body got that cold wouldn't you basically be in a state of like paralysis yeah. i mean i would exactly yeah. exactly that's that's the one major thing where it's like okay this is a little too much well what they're finding is controlled hypothermia is actually good in, in trauma situations Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I would you still that. show up on a like on a heat map? I guess uh, it's true. You would still be warmer than your surroundings. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't be completely blue on <laughs> think, on the vision. I think for certain yeah. uh, heart attacks, they're doing that. Like absolutely lowering the temperatures mm-hmm. of the bodies, so it doesn't cause as much damage. But how sensitive is the predator's thermal scope? This is why we turn to MythBusters. Hmm. That's a good question because yeah. I don't know what temperature is I, the thresh the threshold at. I mean, I would have to think it has a greater range than like a couple degrees because at most, like the human body is going to drop a couple degrees with a medicine, right, and still be like safe and alive. Like you're not dropping forty degrees, nah. so that you're not being seen. I don't know. Not with a flower. The predator is one weakness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And At least mud. it wasn't water. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to imagine their heat vision isn't just like... I mean, maybe they dial it in when they're coming to Earth. Like, they, they learn a little bit of information with every predator who comes down. And so, like, they're like, oh, yeah, the creatures here tend to be, like, you know, 96 degrees or whatever. 98, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, or, like, within that range. So, maybe they dial it in, but I have to imagine it's, like, a wider berth than that. Because they're they're killing all sorts of animals. They could I have, think, you know, aren't good. I was going to say, I think 1719 was a great time because the earth wasn't fucking burning itself alive. Mm-hmm. So right, more, right now they'd get on and it'd just all be red. They're like, oh, I can't see shit. Hey, that's an advantage but, to you, dude. I mean, uh, well, yeah, that was the perfect global warming's good. <laughs> <laughs> aren't, uh, aren't snakes cold blooded? And that thing catches a so snake that's where right in the I middle. was going to go, like, maybe they could have done something where they showed the snake wasn't on his sensor. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it lashes out, but it hits, like, bone. It doesn't puncture his skin. And then he, like, stabs through it yeah. or something. Because that would have made sense, like, why he didn't see the snake. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it kind of raises an interest, interesting point, too, of, like, do you think the people on the Predator planet look down on these guys the way we look down on Jimmy John? Because it's like, yeah, you killed an elk, but you have an M16. It's like, you're fighting people in 1700 with heat vision. Like, these people have rocks right now. Like, that's their, <laughs> that's the main fighting weapon. I mean, I get the sense that the entirety of the Predator planet is, like, all on board with this. Like, they are a race of, like, great hunters basically yeah i mean isn't that sort of the point of predators where they actually are dropped onto the predator isn't it the predator planet or is it a planet that's specifically a hunting ground for them? i think it's a different planet that is 
okay. control punching specifically. Around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like All right. That makes course. sense. And there's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's where they proved themselves because they were smaller ones and bigger ones, more mature ones. Uh, there, yeah, there was like a hierarchy or yeah. something. Yeah, I f- yeah, that makes. Sense. I feel like when I, this my, I'm just going to ask this now. All right, so a podcast I've checked in. I'm going to say it's. I think you're in my seat or something. They did a bracket competition of Alien versus Predator versus Terminator versus RoboCop. Wow, and mm-hmm. kind of talked through that like to see who would come out on top. I think they both picked alien and I went on a fucking rampage. Like it's obviously Terminator. Like, I think I even texted our friend group and we argued about this for a week. Wait, is this just the first alien or the whole franchise that they're, I believe they went just like the creature, right? Like I think alien versus, yeah, like whatever incarnation of the T 800, whatever incarnation of the alien, whatever of the Mm. predator. Um, interesting, but, and then in my like nerdy assault to try to look up the lore to see like, you know, what they could sustain. There was some, a lot of mythology based on like the predator's honor. So Mm -hmm. like dependent on how advanced the civilization is that determines like the level of weaponry that they're bringing. So oh, like gotcha. at like so this one he doesn't have the plasma cannon like he does in Predator. He's just got the dart or whatever. So like the idea that as they start to see, oh, this civilization has advanced a little bit, now you can up your technology a little bit. I think he uh oh. Whitaker's character in Predators does mention that when he's kind of explaining it. Fishburn like or Fishburn, sorry. Yeah. And they'd come back with uh, equipment or and advances on what they saw. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I was just thinking in this one that you know, being two hundred seventy years before the first Predator is takes place, that their, their tech wasn't there. They just hadn't developed the plasma cannons yet. I thought that too, but, and that and that yeah. absolutely yeah. could have just been their thought process because you like any sort of. IP, there's always these guys that like, all right, I'm writing a comic and I'm developing mm-hmm. this or whatever. Yeah. But because the net that he shoots, he doesn't have that in the first Predator, but he's got it in Predator 2, or that mm-hmm. one has that sort of version. Yeah. Um, and then also I was thinking about like the, like the things that he was killing. So in this one, he's killing snakes, wolves, and like collecting those almost like he's maybe one of the first here and doesn't know that, you know, we're top of the food chain. And then in the Mm. predator, he's really only killing humans. Like he knows to go Mm. after them. And then in predator two, he's just going after fucking every drug dealer in Los Angeles. So cleaning up the city, baby. Yeah. But I'm with you. I had to go Terminator. Specifically the T 1000 against any of those. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, liquid metal. I mean, even if you're slicing through aliens and you're like losing a chunk of the blade that you're slicing through, you still have so much more liquid metal to reconstitute yourself. Dan, where did you fall on the on this battle between these? Yeah, yeah, I'd go Terminator as well. Kron, I feel like you're an alien. Uh, surprise entry. I'm giving it to the Ed 209. Uh, I think it's, I, 
I think it's figured out how to do <laughs> stairs and it's a killing machine now. <laughs> Nick? Nick? I don't know. Franchise, I'd go Terminator. I think. I'd probably go Terminator for, yeah. I'd probably go Terminator, regardless. Yeah. I thought Kron would pick Bear. Like, I mean, he I just know. watched I mean, a bear like, just get fucking ravaged, man. Well, it's like, can That's the true. shoulder cannon melt through whatever the Terminator's made out of? I, I don't know if it's been fleshed out enough to say, <laughs> you know. I would need to see some specs <laughs> to be able to make that call. <laughs> That's what I went on, like hunting for i was like all right what is the t-800 made out of mm-hmm. like how like how susceptible to the aliens fucking acid blood would it be mm-hmm. that'd be the question for the other t-1000 because the t-1000 all right terminator i was thinking about this too like terminator and predator are essentially the same movie i mean that's the the premise is there's either something from the future or something from a civilization that has technology that's incredibly futuristic that comes and fights a very primitive comparatively um group of people and they have to find a way to outsmart it because they can't outgun it essentially um i mean that's the premise of both franchises kind of yeah um and i think the t-1000 is probably the most if you're really going to compare them i think the most comparable to the predator i mean the predator was using blades in this movie a ton yeah mm-hmm. he's very cocky he yeah this predator yeah i mean as evidenced by how many times he lets Naru go because he doesn't view her as a threat, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that comes back to bite him in the ass. How do we know it's a he? That, good point. I'm sorry. Here I am gendering the predator, and I should not have. I appreciate female you predators me got. I need to be better. Big ass, dude. <laughs> Huge hips. It's unnoticed. She's squatting it's, all the oh, time. Oh yeah. yeah, dude. I think you're hot for female predator. Yeah, I got a alien some, queen, baby. I've got some drawings saved out on a hard drive. I can send you guys for female predator <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right, guys. Finding some unusual tracks and a meticulously skinned rattlesnake, Naru circles back with, I think, Pake? I don't know. It's Pake. A lot of these names, uh, I'm sorry if I <laughs> am not doing this right. Uh, they also find Tabe. Together, they set up a trap for the cougar, but it kills Pake. Naru wounds the big cat, but falls and strikes her head after being distracted by a burst of light in the distance. Tabe carries her home and returns to kill the weakened cougar, earning him the title of war chief after completing the hunt. Uh, Convinced of a greater threat, Naru departs with Sari they come across a herd of skinned bison and later are attacked by a grizzly bear. So, as we kind of mentioned up front, I do think the grizzly bear is probably the worst-looking part of this movie. That being said, like, I've definitely seen worse CGI in movies, but as far as, like, like the, the deer running through the woods at the beginning, it's kind of, it's all kind of fought or shot far enough away that you can kind of let it blur a little bit, but the bear is just kind of, you know, it is the roughest part of this. I think, I think the mouse, what was it? A mouse eating a bug and then the rattlesnake getting the mouse that looked terrible. 
But then there's a part where the wolf chases the rabbit. I thought looks the rabbit great. looked good. Looks great. Yeah, it looked really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I was like, well, that looks good. Why didn't the other ones look all right? Well, this is like, the problem with CGI. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Oh, no. I think you're saying the same thing. Like the the kineticism in the deer chase, it's a little bit more forgiving, but I would rather see, I would rather be able to follow the action and the geography in that, in those bear sequences, like that trade off of subpar CGI, you know, but to actually be able to follow it versus, you know, super shaky cam and you not be able to follow it and it look forgiving, you know, I think that just goes back to like a beautiful on set, like on location shot. And then you have that CG, your brain is like you, it's such a huge gap compared to if a lot of the staging was digital and you had a digital bear. So. What? Well, that was stupid. I was going to ask a dumbass question. I was going to say, was was the bear in the Revenant (laughs) CGI? <laughs> of course, <laughs> I would have given the Oscar too if it wasn't. You remember that cougar puppet in Apocalypto? Yep, that, that was real incredible. Cougar. It's a jaguar, dude. A jaguar, a cougar, and a panther are all the same thing. A jaguar, a cougar, and a panther all walk into a bar. I mean, I, I say, ow. I don't want to say anything, but if you want to see a real animal in a movie uh the lawnmower man features some great chimpanzee <laughs> material so uh and get the director's cut if you want to see you're gonna build this thing up and nick's just gonna be real disappointed when no I, i'm, I'm <laughs> no I, I really do want to see it again I just well and i think i think nick even said he started the director's cut so he probably got through some of the yeah the i didn't extended... realize there were two cuts until like and they're like, how how much longer is the director's cut? Well, Nick should have been there. Minutes, about thirty minutes. It's like a it's good, yeah. That's substantial. Good yeah. I was gonna say, there's a if we're talking about like animals on screen, I was gonna mention a movie, but I really I can't mention it in case we ever do that podcast with Lee, <laughs> um, because that's what I I watched it for, and I I think I'll be picking it, Brantley. So I won't I won't bring it up here. Uh, some good chimpanzee work on uh, Nope. Mm-hmm. So I've heard. Oh, I'm hoping to see that tomorrow yeah. night. Get it, boys. Nice. All right, so this bear is killed by the predator. Uh, this gives Naru enough time to escape before running into a group of Coman- uh, into a group of Comanche sent to find her. So this really, I'm sorry, don't mean to cut you off as we're getting more momentum to move forward here, but... This really showcases how friggin' strong the Predator is, that he can overhead press this friggin' bear. Oh, yeah. I mean, that bear's what? 800 pounds at least? Be. And probably yeah. closer to like 1,200? I mean, that's insane. It's a strong motherfucker. Were I also think jet- that's one of the best strong. uses of the CG in, in the movie is when she's, you know, like diving out of that thicket of brush and the bear's like behind it, kind of suspended yeah. in the mm-hmm. air, but the camera's following her. So, like, the mm-hmm. the whole bear, like, evisceration thing is happening, like, mostly off camera. The way they staged that was pretty impressive. And, obviously, you couldn't do that with a real bear. Uh, so, Not I legally, can totally... Well, yeah. right. 
Have uh, you seen that video that bear in Russia going after its handler, like at the circus? No. Like he apparently, deserved it. It sounds yeah. awesome, though. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I can find it. Yeah, he just like loses his shit and finally just snaps, and yeah. everybody starts freaking out in the circus. I'm like. Fuck all of you for being there anyway. Always good to see someone get what they deserve after all those yeah. years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I always loved when SeaWorld was like, oh, it got the whale got confused with her ponytail and thought it was a fish. Mm-hmm. That whale ripped that lady apart. <laughs> and I was like, good. Scalped her in the water. Oh, he tore her to pieces. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. If only we could have seen that video. It's a kill her whale. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, the creature ambushes and kills uh these Comanche in combat. Naru is caught in a foothold trap, but the predator leaves when she is no longer a threat. So this all is right. kind of a recurring theme in the movie, like unless you're actively engaged in a fight, like you're no good anymore. You're not worth the predator's time. The predators do seem to have a little, a little bit of honor. Like, you know, she being trapped in this uh, well, trap, uh, caught in this trap, like, he's not going to just kill her because she's unarmed and basically isn't able to defend herself nearly as well. But doesn't it later kill the French dude who's kind of in a trap? He almost gets Am away, but he, I think he accidentally steps on him. Which causes them oh. to, to scream. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Oh, no, that's the, the guy that she makes the deal with for the gun. You're mm-hmm. talking about that part, Dan? Yeah. I, I thought he stabs him as like, I don't think you're dead. Right? Yeah. Or he steps on him to yeah. kind of get him to react. The big fat French I'm, guy doesn't, he's yeah. he's aiming the gun at him, right? Like, isn't he? So maybe that's why he's yeah. killed. Because maybe she, she intentionally left the gun with him so yeah. that he would be considered a threat because she used him to bait the predator. Right. And I think that actually, I think yeah. the translator was probably perceived as a threat because that was, I mean, that's when the predator or that's when she realizes that predator can't see him because he's had that flower. So I think that's yeah. genuine surprise. Like the predator accidentally steps on him. Oh, okay. He shoots oh, up okay. and the predator's like, Oh well. shit. And reacts. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Brantley on your point about the flower being like the, maybe the thing that's the hardest to get by the trap mm-hmm. thing for me is kind of, it kind of threw me off because I would, I thought she broke her bone at one point. It looked oh, yeah, like it yeah. was a compound fracture. And then five minutes later into the movie, she is mm-hmm. able to parkour on the leg. I wish there was a little bit more to yeah. that or a less, less intrusive sort of, I didn't trap like that or as something well. yeah because mm-hmm. that's their forest they know they walk through that shit every day they're gonna know of something i don't know i didn't yeah i didn't really i was like yeah i think the thing i liked about the trap apart from it being like a good plant because you, you get it in the beginning and then it comes back is like mm-hmm. that's that's already like a far like i hate to say it but that's like an advanced piece of technology to her already like it's like foreshadowing the predator you know times a thousand you know like that's from the trappers right so she like her dog gets Mm -hmm. stuck in the trap and she's like what the hell is this and little does she know there's like an alien who's from like a million years in the future with like laser guns and shit 
Yeah. I mean, going back, the French were actually, the natives actually liked the French. A lot of the French would marry the natives because they just got along with them a lot better than the the other white folk that were trying to kill them and steal their land. Yeah, that's, I mean, is that is that all over the U.S. or is that so, in the majority? Majority of the French would marry into the tribes and become, live with the tribes a lot of the time. So that's why I was kind of like, eh, they used the French. Of course, they were huge hunters, like beaver and all that stuff. So uh, selling uh, fur and all that. So I had mm-hmm. no idea ways. that that was even an element of the movie was the French traders. So when you get to the buffalo, I even said out loud, I was like, the fucking French, man. I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. When was uh, Lewis and Clark expo- uh, expedition? Like Louisiana, puts, what post Louisiana purchase? So you're still, you're still far away from English and shit coming across. Like the French came what up through northern Canada, like northern Canada, and then down. Well, yeah, this is yeah. the Great Plains, so it could be. I don't even know what's. Did they say a state? No. Did they did no. they start up and I thought they started down and went up like through Louisiana. I, I thought the French went. I only know this because I think part of my family is descended from like the English that were with French that they stayed above like what we call a- asshole. <laughs> yes. But I don't look know. At, like, but to, to Brantley's can... point, I think there were a lot of tribes that were very antagonistic, right? Like that they purposely stayed away from because that was part of them marrying into these friendly tribes, was so they could kind of get Stay through. In the area. Yeah. I don't know. I I forget the Lewis and Clark. I don't know. In fucking high school that. history, you only Jeez. ever talk about World War One and World War Two. You like don't there's talk about World War One. I did. Fucking Archduke. Well, good. Constant. Good on Ferdinand. that teacher. Ferdinand. <laughs> yeah. His Jeopardy question the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a I picture, it's a too, shame. and I got it. The Predator never even considered marrying into the tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So maybe the Predator killed the Archduke. Yeah, why mm. Why? Why aren't we building a, a super, <laughs> you know, superhuman that's half Predator, half human? Surely the Predator Isn't that part to... of The Predator? Isn't there some... I've not seen that one. I don't know, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at Brantley. <laughs> See, I, uh, I want to talk about the kid and the Predator with Brantley, but I don't... Like I said, yeah. that's towards the end, and I don't want to give that Maybe away. that's what I'm thinking of, of what I heard. Okay. M- yeah, maybe. It's like I mean, because I'm... Or something. And there's like a dog Predator in it, but I'm not remembering like a human predator but maybe i just don't remember because the movie's not very memorable i know at the very end they find like the it's like a his suit or something when they open that thing and like mm-hmm. his spear i think okay, i want to yeah. see yeah, the family like the kid. indie drama of the predator kid that doesn't want to be a predator mm-hmm. like he I, wants I to be see... a peacekeeper and it's just the yeah. opposite of this movie. He wants to be a healer. 
Like, yep. No, you're a hunter. See, oh, there you go. Yep. I want to see the squid, yeah. the whale, and the predator. That's, that's oh, what I want. yeah. You like <laughs> if you dropped him in like a like war conflict, and he's like trying to heal people and stop everything, and you know, yeah, he's refusing the call and, up until the third act, or ultimately gains the respect of his father in the third act because he saves his dad with his healing abilities. Yeah, after his dad killed Hitler. Yep. <laughs> And then his dad finally realized, you know what? This could be helpful, not just for me, but for all of our predator kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie, right? He's the one who comes up with a little vial of amazing medicine that the predator can barely finagle yeah, because of his or whatever. Fucking... They didn't really think about that when they designed the predator, that he's got those long ass <laughs> receptionist fingernails. You can't really mm-hmm. grab stuff. You know, some men are receptionists, too. Let's be respectful. And they still have those awesome-ass nails. <laughs> Do you think in uh, The Squid and the Whale and the Predator, that <laughs> kid would eventually be like, sorry, I uh, stole the Dark Side of the Moon album and, <laughs> and acted like it was my own song? Sorry, I beat off in this library. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Kron, the only thing at this point I remember about the squid and the whale is he jerks off and puts it on the books. I think the yeah. old... And the that's older, Brantley's worst nightmare. The older kid in that movie is like, yeah. I wrote the wall. Like, I <laughs> like I am. Did he really say that? Yeah, I think, I think the he older plays, kid... Uh, wish You Were yeah. Here. Yeah, and yeah. Play, yeah. Isn't that off. Zuckerberg? No, yes. it's... Uh, oh. or, is it that Eisenberg? Right Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Yeah. Well, he played Zuckerberg. Dan combines oh. them, yeah. He played Zuckerberg. I live in a Fincher world, y'all. He says that he wrote the wall, like the song? Uh, We gotta do the squid in the well, dude. No, man. He, like, takes... <laughs> I want to know the category for that one. <laughs> you guys are coming on. Mm-hmm. I will. I've, that's been a long time. I like that movie. It's a great movie. I enjoyed it when it came out, yeah. I haven't revisited it. That's what I'm saying. I I remember liking it, and that now that's all I can remember. It's kind of the same here. Well, yeah, there's the other kid that, like, drinks beer and rubs yeah. his jizz He's, all like, over hanging everything. out without time. Yeah. He's, like, sh- shirtless in jeans, just, like, yeah. rocking out and stuff. Yeah, he's just jamming a beer at, like, seven years old. <laughs> The same way you would be if you were a divorced 40-year-old, like just shirtless, <laughs> crushing a beer at 6.30. Masturbating in libraries, mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. French voyagers responsible for killing and skinning the bison. Fine. I just want to know the listener that's never seen that movie, and they're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, go check out Noah Baumbach's Squid the Whale. <laughs> Uh, they find Naru and eventually cage her. Their translator uh, questions Naru about the predator. Again, this was the part of the movie that like took me out the most, just because if you watch it in English, uh, they present this guy as speaking Comanche when it's clearly English. Um, let's see. When she refuses to talk, the lead voyager reveals that he... Uh, has ca- he has Tabe captive and tortures him with a knife before using both siblings as tied bait for the predator. Uh, the creature kills most of the Frenchmen while Tabe and Naru escape. 
Naru rescues Sari from the camp and stumbles across a dying Raphael, who's one of the the Frenchmen. Uh, He teaches her how to use a flintlock pistol in exchange for medical treatment to his severed leg. So this is kind of where she gives him the flower that can make the blood colder. This mm-hmm. fucker is in some serious shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also just glossed right over yes. the killer way that the Predator dispatches of all those French dudes. Doesn't he throw a trap into one of their like faces yeah. or something? That was pretty You get sweet. the hardcore net that just fucking pulverizes that one guy. And it's mm-hmm. a, a great set piece, too, because it's, it's almost like they burned that patch of the forest, you know, so he can't blend in. For that shot. And yep. you get the, the ash kind of snowing down. I, I would mm-hmm. say the action is super clean in this movie, man. Yeah. I, no, ash actually gets really dirty when it gets on it. It kind of like will rub in. Actually, it's not clean at all. <laughs> Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you for shooting action in a way that is clear and concise. And I can and, pay attention. Yeah. And sacrificing, you know, the occasional like slip up or slow down of an actor and choreography to actually like follow it. Um, yeah. You do get that oneer of her. I think it's later. Uh, I think it's right here, actually, right before she helps the French dude. She get You get the John Wick sort of bounce around where she takes out a few of them at the camp. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we have yes, we have yes, not yes. talked about her, uh, her weapon. No. Yeah. What'd you think of that, Crumb? How it saved her already at this yeah. point I mean, in the movie. It is kind of like a uh, scorpion from Mortal Kombat style, <laughs> you know. But Gogo from Kill Bill. There was a part of me where it's like, because when she tries to hunt that deer, uh, she has not you know, tied a string to her tomahawk yet. But it is like in your world, bows and arrows exist. And it's like, you have to, you have to realize that's a better hunting implement than a thing that you can only throw one time. And it's Kron, if you're coming back to the tribe with a deer with an arrow in it. Yeah. Okay. But if you're coming back to the tribe with a deer with a hatchet in its face, yeah, I war think at chief, the end of the, automatic war chief. At the end of war the day, chief. people would rather eat a deer than uh, air, though. So <laughs> not eating the face. Okay, but does she? A bow and arrow is a more consistent weapon than a tomahawk. Yeah, but it's it's not as badass. Okay. Does does she have her own bow and arrow? Is my question. Like we see her one time with it, but that's with. Tabi and I, I kind of got the sense she maybe didn't have her own bow and arrow because she wasn't a part of the hunting group. I thought she and so like maybe she was like sh- borrowing one when they were hunting that. She bird. has it with the bear because it. She got the bow, the string wet, and it breaks. That's true. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Oh. Yep. Oh. 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 You're and right. I think you're she, right. Okay. Yep. She does grab it before she leaves the uh, the teepee there. I think. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So she did have her own. Yeah. Uh, Kron, I think what All you're right. saying is valid, but. I think tomahawk on a yo-yo is pretty awesome. Well, and it, I mean, it is cool for like the end of the movie, but it's just at the end of the day, you would go with the most practical way to hunt and it would be bow and arrow, not a one-time use tomahawk. So 
If I yep. was going to hunt any of you, I'd use a bow and arrow. <laughs> I was going to say, is that the longest pause that's happened in the five day rentals podcast? Oh, there's no, been some long ones. That, yeah, we we cut out all the real long ones. <laughs> I have cut out pauses of why didn't you say any like us arguing for five minutes because of the pause. So. Mm-hmm. This okay. entire episode right. is being recorded mid-pause from an episode that has yet to be completed. Yes. It yeah. went on mm-hmm. way too long, so. I don't think you're that good with a bow and arrow. I think I think it's a better way to hunt. I think we should bow it off, bro. I think if there's some guy sitting in a tree stand with a M16, that's, he's a fucking a loser. It's a bow off, bro off. Mm-hmm. I think I could beat you. And a bow off. I don't think you could. I had one when I was a little kid, like a fake, like with the rubber in. suction cup. Yeah. And I was pretty <laughs> accurate. I don't want to brag, but I could hit, you know. Your dad in the forehead? I could hit the, the second story window from the fucking ground, dude. Karan, you lived in a trailer, dude. No. I got one from no. this place called. The Buffalo Ranch in Oklahoma, where they had a buffalo that you could go look at. Just and they had a, yeah, it was, it was very sad. I think that might have been the, the thing that tricked me into like, oh, zoos suck. And they had a little gift shop, and they had I had one of those little bow and arrows, but I was so strong, I broke the fucking thing. Like, little, little Hercules. Didn't last yeah. very long. That's what Nick, told. what's your favorite well, we, weapon? I know you stole all those RPGs from the store, but... Yeah, <laughs> what's your favorite weapon? Um, I mean, there are so many. What could I... I don't even know. There are so many. I mean, no. <laughs> um, I mean, I will say in this context, the tomahawk looks cool. Mm-hmm. And I get why they use it in the movie, but yes, practicality-wise, I don't think it's the best choice. My mom and dad are old, so they like to go antiquing a lot. And I come to the house one day, and he's like, oh, I bought this sweet tomahawk. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did you guys go, th- th- did you go throw it in the backyard? Uh, he's like, it's an antique. I'm like, come on, dude. He's got it hanging on the garage wall now. I uh, Looks like Cracker Barrel in there. One year for Christmas, I got uh, my dad and my brother-in-law blow guns and i bought mm. my mom and my sister little blowtorch like bakery thing so you can like yeah, yeah and then uh my sister was like well these are great and i was like yeah i didn't want to blow off christmas like i did that whole thing just for that shitty pun and then like four <laughs> months later my dad was like hey that blow gun is in the closet if you want it I was like that makes me feel great <laughs> thanks yeah. dad would you have felt better if he was like, I want to show you uh, 10 birds that I killed with the blowgun? <laughs> yeah. That would have been awesome. At least he'd finally have used something I bought him. Mm-hmm. Does your dad return like everything, any gift? No, he doesn't return it. It just goes in the shop. Like the last time I was there, I was like, I pointed out like 10 things. I was like, I bought you that. I bought you that. He's like, I just don't have things to use. So I just stopped. Hmm. My dad will return it. I put the fucking receipt in there. I just get him a fucking gift card now. I'm like, you're gonna buy whatever no, you're gonna no, buy. No, so. I've 
my dad has pulled out his wallet before at Lowe's, and I was like, I got you a Lowe's gift card. And he's like, yeah, I can't find it in here. And still just, like, <laughs> charge his credit card. He's like, I, I don't want to deal with that. So I stop. I just straight up stop. My mom, it was her birthday in July, and the wife just paid. They go to the same hairdresser. So she just paid for her hair. Well, she didn't go till like, a month later. And I could tell she was like – upset that like we didn't get her anything and i was like god ah, damn <laughs> like i couldn't tell her because and finally she texts and she's like oh thank you so much i was like geez that was i thought i was like i thought she was going like a week from now and re- my wife's like no it's <laughs> she's like i asked the last time i went in it's like a month from now it's like great <laughs> she's i'm a horrible fucking son 90 dollars guys Brantley favorite weapon Uh, yeah, I, you know, I can't say I have a lot of experience using a lot of weapons in my life. Um, so part of me just wants to go simple, like give me a machete on my hip and, you know, that'll do some damage and it's not as close range as a knife i get a little bit of range on it um something like that otherwise it's like a baseball bat or like i don't know some kind of blunt instrument practicality i like yeah cron is pointing at his crotch Mm -hmm. so i assume he says that's him that's that's his favorite that's a blunt instrument so uh guys the clear answer is nunchuck they're fucking cool as hell Fucking spinning those things around, just clipping people in the jaw with them. The clear answer is AR-15. Get them while they last. No, that's fucking lame, dude. Oh, man. So not to derail this conversation, but to bring us back to Prey. So we didn't... Thank you. We didn't discuss the use that she has of the uh, the the tomahawk that saves her life when she gets stuck in that quicksand. Yeah, finally, like a quicksand scene in a movie that's like tense and thrilling, mm-hmm. uh, or I guess it's more like a bog or whatever. I don't, I don't know exactly. If it's technically quicksand or whatever, but uh, so that's great. And I love that that not just the uh, tomahawk like saves her life, but that that area comes back into play and her knowledge of the land like really uh comes into play in the finale yeah. which we'll get to in a little bit i thought there's lots of good plants and payoffs in the movie basically. that tree stump like them really yeah. focusing on that doesn't mm-hmm. carries a lot of that yeah all right naru gives this guy some herbs uh that reduces his body heat um when the predator arrives Raphael plays dead Naru realizes that the creature cannot see him. After the predator steps on Raphael's leg, he screams, at which point the predator kills him. Uh, Tabi arrives on horseback to rescue Naru. Together, awesome. together they weaken the creature, but it kills Tabe after stabbing him through the back. Naru flees and finds uh, the surviving lead Frenchman. She knocks him out, severs one of his legs, and gives him an unloaded gun before eating the herbs to hide her body heat, uh, which baits the creature to kill the the remaining guy. 
I saw a Reddit mm-hmm. post that says that her whistle here is considered bad luck in a lot of native tribes because whistling is a call of demons. So a lot of Native like American that. people don't like it's it's a bad omen. So when she's calling and saying uh, like I'm calling death on you or whatever and whistles, that's very uh, Native American inspired thing. Oh, that's interesting. I see. It's not bad luck for her. She's calling the bad luck onto the predator. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Well, that's a cool touch. I yeah. like that. Some guy posted a story, and then another guy made a comment like, yes, I have a Native American wife, and if I'm just walking through the house and kind of like whistling, like attuned to myself, she gets uncomfortable. Mm. So, she okay. throws a tomahawk That at makes me. sense why... <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense why everybody in the grocery store as I'm walking by whistling is shooting daggers at yeah. me. I mean, sure, I'm right behind them and, like, you know, right at their neck and they're feeling my breath on them, but chill, you know? Uh, She uses a a pistol to ambush the Predator, knocking off its laser-targeting mask. She steals it and flees into the woods. I said she Mm -hmm. uses a piss. I was like, what fucking prey did you watch, Mm Kron? I watched the Triple X prey. (laughs) Oof. Uh... (laughs) This ain't mm-hmm. prey. <laughs> Crown, what'd you think of the bone mask? I thought it was cool. I mean, I like the mask. Like, yeah. it looks awesome. Uh, I wish they, you know, it just kind of does the three laser thing, but I think that's enough. I mean, I think, yeah. like, that targeting system is cool, and the way that they incorporate yeah. it from Predator is is nice. And it sort of reiterated that, like, the the tech hasn't advanced to the level that it was in mm-hmm. the first Predator as well. And that they're just basically taking their trophies and, like, you know, retrofitting them with their tech, basically. I mean, yeah. Kron, I did have a uh, note in here that whenever she was helping out this translator, it was just a, a barefoot, just kind of wiggling right there in the front. It's kind of weird. Just a solo that. foot. Just yeah. kind of just wiggling there. Just Yeah, that's good. Uh, Naru lures the predator into a mud-filled bog pit before using the creature's mask to turn its own projectile weapon against it. Uh, this mm-hmm. kills the predator instantly. Naru severs its head, paints her face with its glowing green blood, she brings the head and the flintlock pistol back to her tribe. Uh, they honor her victory by declaring Naru a war chief. And a hide painting in the end credits depicts three Predator spaceships arriving in Comanche territory. I know there's a lot of people split on whether this means that they're, they show up and have you know some sort of peace with them or if this implies that they just wipe out but if you watch Predator 2, I feel like that answers that question. So watch Predator 2. Okay, I get it, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times you have to tell me in this episode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then watch Predators, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I don't want to run Thor. through the whole series. I mean, <laughs> that's that's really all you have to watch. This isn't. Pu- yeah, you don't have to watch yeah. the Predator. You could watch the first AVP if you mm-hmm. wanted. Um, You're all right. I mean, that's why they fight each other. They both have green blood. Um, so it's like destiny that they have to fight mm-hmm. each other. Um, the second one, you don't have to worry about. Cool. Great up. Yeah. I think that kind of wraps up Prey. Uh, Dan, did you have any further research? Uh, gentlemen, upon further research, this was released August 5th of 2022. Um, it is exclusively on Hulu right now. So um, go check it out if you can. Um, not a Not a lot here. I think we covered a lot of it. Um, like I said, there are some Easter eggs throughout some of the, um, dialogue that they used are throwbacks to the original predator. Um, it was released 35 years after the original predator from 1987. Uh, the first standalone predator movie with a female lead. Uh, but alien versus predator, I guess did have one as well. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, Predator during the film does have, it looks like he's recording the voices, but he never uses it like he does in the others. Um, <laughs> he's like, I can't understand Remember this that? Comanche. <laughs> it's a good laugh. <laughs> it's my sonny. Uh, like I said, the flintlock pistol there is dated 1715 with the name on it is engraved in it, which is uh, a throwback to Predator 2. We won't ruin that for Cron Howard there. What? <laughs> but really, that's uh, I think we I think cool. we got it all. I guess they say the cigar found on the buffalo or the bison is a nod to. Arnold. I thought it was just a nod to the French that they were there. I thought it was a nod to former President Bill Clinton. <laughs> Hi. No. That's not good. That's not a good Clinton. There is no good Clinton. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking scumbag, dude. George Clinton, I guess. You can't conjure up Bill master, Clinton. Master of funk. Would, there was a foot clearly dangling in front of you, and you didn't take it. Yeah. It's too late. This is uh, a uh, two-day rental, Dan. We can't spend <laughs> fucking three hours on this episode. <laughs> is it time? It's time for America's favorite and international favorite game, Rate My Letterboxd. Rate My Box. Rate Me Up uh, right, guys, so this this was apparently my selection, so somebody better go before me. <laughs> I'll go first, gentlemen. At the time of our review for Prey, a two-day rental here with our good buddies from the Horror Drafts, uh, Prey is setting at a 3.7 on Letterboxd. Pretty high. Like, I mean, considering the stuff we normally cover... Uh, Maybe one of the highest ratings we've had for a film. So <laughs> that is true. All right. 
I'm going to start with Brantley here. I'm going 4.0. I'm going big. Nick, I got you at a 3.0 there, sir. Cron Howard, I got you at a 3. Bones, I got you at a 4.0. Brantley, would you like to go? Uh, sure. Um, Dan, I got you at a 3.5. Uh, Bones, I got you at a 4.0. Kron, I've got you at a 3.5. And Nick, I've got you at a 4.0. Nick? Uh, let's do, let's see. All right, Bones, I'm guessing 4. Dan, 3.5. Kron, 3. Brantley, 4. Dan, 3.5. Kron, 3.0. Brantley, 4.0. Nick, 4.5. Nick, 4.0. Brantley, I'm going 3.5. Bones, 3.5. Dan, 3.5. Gentlemen, this is a 3.7. I'm a 3.5. Like I said, I uh, I enjoyed it. Thought it was a good entry there. Uh, prequel, I guess is what they're calling it. Um, I thought the action was clean. Um, had some good suspense, like Brantley was mentioning the uh, the quicksand bog, whatever it was. That was nice. Uh, I liked our actress here, uh, Amber Mid Thunder. I thought she did a great job. Um, said CGI is a little iffy at points, but yeah, it's a good movie, man. I liked it. Three point five. Uh. I watched this not just twice. I watched this three times. Gentlemen, I'm a 4.5 on wow. this movie. I friggin' loved Prey. Um, like I said, the most unbelievable part to me was this orange flower that makes you run so cold that the Predator can't see you on his heat vision. I did not have as big of a problem with the CGI uh, as uh, some of y'all did. I mean, you know... I. It is what it is. I've seen a lot worse CGI, so it wasn't. I wasn't sweating it too bad. But really, what I love is just Amber Mid Thunder. All of these actors. I love this like tight story. What a great setting. Beautiful landscapes, and just the action is shot phenomenally well. I love this fight scenes and choreography. It's a great story. Uh, just a friggin' killer entry into the Predator franchise. I love this movie. I thought it was awesome. Mr. Nick? Uh, I am a four. I, which is what I would give, or what I gave the original Predator. I think they're they're definitely both right up there. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's really slickly made. I don't think, I mean, it's great that it's available on Hulu. That's very convenient, but I think it, it got robbed of a theatrical release. I think it looks gorgeous. It's well, well made. 
well acted. Just very, <clears throat> very stylish and and fun. Basically, just a fun movie. Really, really, really fun. Uh, the most fun I've had with with that franchise certainly since the first one, and maybe even I might even give it an edge over the first one to be honest. Wow, fellas, I'm a four point oh. I could see myself uh, upon a few rewatches giving this a four point five. Uh, I think it's incredibly well paced. Uh, it starts and does not let up. I think it refers to the original in a better way than predators does. And I really love predator or predators um, echo a lot of what Brantley said. The CG did not bother me. It's made up for by beautiful cinematography. All the performances are great. Uh, there's very little of the writing that I, that was cringe. Uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. I thought was like the perfect level of like fan service. Um, 4.0. Uh, I think at the end of the day, I'd be a three on this. Like, and and I don't mean that score to say that I don't enjoy it. Like, I really did have a fun time watching this. Uh, I really think the three is more ref- like a reflection on how the studio handled this to me than anything. Like, I think if you want to do, you know, if, if somebody brings you a great idea and they're like, Hey, this is the story I want it in Comanche. Like that's the way you should do it. Um, and I, I do feel like this kind of almost lands as like, it's a little, uh, one foot in one foot out. Like I wish they had just gone all the way. Um, I think it would have been a richer experience. I think it would have like put you into the feel of the movie more. Um, so it's like all the stuff I'm kind of dinging it for, I feel like is studio meddling more than like, you know, writing or acting or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I will say I did watch like the first 45 minutes of predator after I watched this movie. Um, and I do think that the characters are written just a little bit stronger in that movie. Like they all kind of pop a little bit more, but as far as like, you know, a pretty late follow-up to a established franchise, like it's hard to get much better than this. You know, it's like, this is a really, really strong entry into a, uh, a series that's been long running. That's kind of had probably some hits and misses along the way. Um, but yeah, it's like if this kind of kicks off a whole new, you know, predator predator thing, um, this is a good way to go. So, um, at the end of the day, I do think there are a few problems, like some of the CGI bumps me and just not going all in, um, I think was a mistake, but again, not the fault of the actors, not the fault of the movie makers. Like they were all doing the right stuff. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of a three on this. I wish they had just let the creative people be creative. High marks all around for yeah. prey. Cron, yeah. uh, just to jump in. Did did you give Lawnmower Man a three point five? I'm just curious. Yeah, I did. Did the did the CGI in that not take you out of it as much as it did? I mean, that CGI is so bad that it's almost quaint at this point. You know, it's like it's like a whole other experience. Um, it's charming. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. I just I'm just joshing. I'm not really. Give it to him, bro. I get it, man. It I, my my ratings don't make any sense on this show, so. <laughs> It's impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Cron, you got an average? Plugging that in? I'm getting there right now. Yep. Okay. It's going to be close to the letterboxed one. Yeah, I think we're basically right there. Um, Join us next week, guys, for the conclusion of Greasy, Grimy, and Slimy. All right, stop that, Dan. Uh, Prey would have an average rating from the five of us of 3.8. So basically, yeah. right on. Right, yeah, right on the money right with the average. Um, this would land at number 10 on the big list. So, hell yeah. Guys, cracking the top 10, pushing trimmers. Oof. Ouch. Sorry, How do you feel about that, Brant? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tremors is like a five for me. I mean, that's like a perfect movie mm-hmm. in my mind. So I, I would probably have that above Prey. Uh, but yeah, so this lands at number 10 on our list. It would be right below Cliffhanger and right above Tremors. Uh, good, good company to keep. Yeah, yeah. good company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another uh, movie where someone just overhead presses yeah. somebody. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Cliffhanger is going to be in that '90s yep. super draft podcast thing. Are you saying that I don't Ooh. get a chance to voice my opinion? Oh shit, ladies and gentlemen, oh, Jesse, the governor, of the body Ventura, he's back. What's I'm up, the dude? only person here who's actually fought a predators. Didn't he lose? Um, How'd that go? Didn't Didn't you famously I went out with, lose? I went out with honor. I guess. I mean, like I said, if I fought eight dogs you, and lost to number nine, you got it killed matter. by eight dogs. <laughs> I kind of lost to Arnold twice, kind of. Oh, that's true. Absolute disrespect by Ooh. this show. Last time I was here, you tried to bury me in a hole. Well, we didn't, we didn't, but I no, got out didn't. with my Navy SEAL training. I, you weren't. Were you I was really dug in, in there like an Alabama tick. Mm hmm. What was the name? Because they weren't quite named the Navy SEALs yet when you were a part of that organization, Mr. Ventura. Top what were they secret. called then? Stop your question immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. But you were a part of the group that became known as the Navy yes, SEALs. I'm actually the person who filed the documents with JFK. Whoa. Did you come up with the Down name? Because you could have came up with something better than SEALs. No, it stands for Super excellent awesome lady slayers <laughs> oh you kill uh, women man. we were you slamming kill so women? much of that wet push <laughs> oh okay no that's right oh, i know you man. can't talk like that now i'm actually pretty progressive it's a it's a, yeah, podcast. a weird it's a weird thing i've actually been on record praising vladimir putin but then also been you know pretty awesome on the other side of cool things well, aren't I don't, you? Have you I like think that makes up for that? Sir. Excommunicated yourself out of the United States at this point. I choose yeah, to live living? south of Mexico? the border. Yeah, that's true. So I'm real comfortable that. being out in holes. Living. Who are these two tag team champions? I've never I mean, seen these guys before. This is the these are our, Legion of Doom. <laughs> these are our great friends uh, from the Horror Drafts podcast. You should check that out, uh, Brantley and Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice to meet you, Mr. The Ventura. next time I'm around internet, maybe I'll put you on my data into my government-issued phone. 
yeah, yeah that's that how I have great. to play you. Do you have to text? I don't like, have any numbers? signal down there in the compound. Uh, yeah, I still have to do the. How the fuck you do you make it on the nine a few times to get to Z? Why don't you buy your own phone at this point? It sounds like you're just a freeloader that's <laughs> leeching off the government. Yeah, well, whose basement are you living in? Can you just buy your own phone? I mean, the government owes me so much. No, they don't. Wouldn't believe. No, they don't. We don't owe you anything. Oh, oh mm-hmm. shit! We paid you way too much. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're make Lin Manuel Miranda's gonna write a musical about me, and people are gonna rewrite history about how awesome the body was. Who told you that? <laughs> I'm sure. Tony's and the Oscars are just lining up for that one. You're damn right. Uh, Mr. Ventura, it's great to talk to you. Uh, uh, No, I'll end this. (laughs) I'll tell you when it's over, and it's over now. (laughs) Thank you. That's good. See see yourself out. (laughs) Is he still on? He always has trouble getting off. He always... All right, we'll guys. So uh, okay. once again, Nick and Brantley kicked our ass and rate my letterbox. You both got a three point five. Nice, Nick. I like how you came in uh, tied for second. I think on the <laughs> round we were on, you didn't even play yes. the last yeah, game. Yeah, we'll, we'll update <laughs> it at the end of this. But uh, Nick was not too far behind. Where like <laughs> like, like only needed two, now. y'all. I am. Uh, yes. Yeah. I am thus far undefeated on the ones that I've actually participated in. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that. yeah. You come in first or tie for first, right? Every thus time. Cron, uh, I got a three, and you and Dan got a two point five. All right, guys. At the end of this round, uh, I would still be in the lead with a fourteen. Bones. Oh, sorry, Dan, second place with a twelve. Uh, Bones, who would be at 11.5. But amazingly, without having played many of these rounds, uh, Brantley right now is at an 11, only a half point behind. God damn it. Where Bones is. Uh, And Nick, a very respectable 9.5 missing three movies. (laughs) I'll take it. That's Uh, impressive. Nice. Yeah. So what do we do with our points when it comes time for the, for the, uh, uh, what's, what's it called? I want to say reorg, and that's not right. Um, the rewind. Rewind. Thank uh, you. Yeah, because I was thinking reorganizing the yeah. list. That's why you can cash them in for like a pencil, mm-hmm. or like oh, a, nice. a bounce, you know, like a, a shitty ball. whistle. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What are the things called? Very cool. <laughs> a slide whistle. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a we call it a treasure <laughs> chest at the end of the hall. You know, like when you were a kid, okay. you leave the dentist and you get like a sticker or some shit. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Nice. Yeah, we'll we'll All send right, you a couple awesome. slide whistles in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you like that? Sounds like a that's kazoo. Pretty good. What, how does a kazoo sound? A uh, kazoo's are hard. Like, oh, that's yeah, a good one. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were those uh, okay. soccer things? The vulvazula? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, for the yeah South African. It was just yeah. like a drone that lasted through yeah. the entire. <laughs> That's okay. World Cup. That that was soccer talk there. Ooh, nice. International. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, guys, thank you for coming on. Thank you we for having kinda, us. We, yeah, we kind of squeezed you us. back into this because at one point, you know, this was a this was a backup possibility, and then we we just cashed that in. So, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Yeah, this is always this fun. was a this great time. So much Thanks, fun. guys, for having great us. Time. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Jesse popped in there. Hopefully, he didn't. Uh, <sighs> fucking gay. Yeah. It's a Navy SEAL training, man. He can just pop up anytime. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's <laughs> or, off yet. So or whatever the, the guys. whatever the pre-Navy SEAL right. thing was. Pre-Navy yeah. SEAL training. Yeah. Yeah. Forget, I forget what the organization was called. But we so. won't repeat it. <laughs> he's popped up. Uh, speaking of popping up, he's popped up to praise Amber Midthunder for mm-hmm. Prey. Him and Bill Duke both, I think, have come out and said, like, uh, great job and welcome to the Predator family. Which did they do that for Adrian Brody after Predators? I don't, I don't recall. So I don't I think know. they were jealous of his sex appeal. Why didn't Why didn't oh, Jesse Ventura uh, tweet his famous catchphrase from Predator at everybody? <laughs> That's not. Yeah, because he was playing a character. That's why in this character, the script. you know, embodied mm-hmm. toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and. <laughs> I, I have a sense that's not how Mr. Ventura operates at all. No, no, no. no. I'm glad to know that 35 years later, though, he's gatekeeping the Predator franchise. Mm-hmm. Welcoming <laughs> actors and actresses in and out. Deciding who's in and who's out. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you want out of a, <laughs> a bit player in part one. Oh man, I hope that's not what it seems like. He he's very kind. Oh yeah, no, he seems great. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he just like he's like weirdly woke in a way that it's yeah. It's just amazing that he was able to watch it. You know, like what like he doesn't have cell signal or satellite anywhere, so he must have mm. been yeah. It's a good in a hotel, a I guess, laying low, Jack Reacher style, and came across it. Mm. Somebody left their Hulu logged in. Yep. I, I love doing that when you go to an Airbnb, just fucking up their algorithm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've never stayed in an Airbnb. You're not missing anything. Don't do it. You okay. got chores right. at the end no, of it. Yes. Like a binder full of shit that you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you remember I'm when you really go to a hotel and you just leave a fucking mess and leave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do call that for in an Airbnb. Leave money for them to, to take yeah. care of it and I don't have mm-hmm. to worry yeah. about it. Just yeah. go to a hotel. Okay. All right. Kron, get us out of here. Uh, for me, Kron Howard and Bones, Laundry Dan, and of course, our very special guest from the Horror Drafts podcast, Brantley and Nick. I guess the only thing left to say is crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash, crash and, burn. and burn. I ain't got time to bleed. Jesus Christ. But honestly, I'm bleeding. Cut myself on this broken glass. Go to sleep, Mr. Ventura. Go to sleep, you old man. (laughs) I need a cooling herb. Mm